This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hello and Happy New Year. We are back. This has never seen it. I am your host, Kyle Ayers. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Wow. Time is definitely real. It's a new year. That technically... I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope you're doing well. hope you're healthy, safe. I don't know, here we are. It is 2021, a year that feels fake when you write it out. This is episode one of this year. I wrote it. Uh, This is one. I'm the guest. It is me. I have never seen Boyhood, but I rewrote it on today's episode. I have a really nice time. We're joined by Allison Leiby, who you may remember from Sausage Party script, as well as our Soprano script back in the day. We're also joined by Ryan Singer, who's always here on the pod. So fun. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I should say, <clears throat> excuse me, up front, it is vulgar. Uh, we, uh, I get off the rails a little bit right in this boyhood script, but I do think it's really nice. Um, it, but it's, it, it gets a little bit vulgar for me. Uh, maybe you like it. I don't know. Never seen boyhood. I rewrote it and my script is on here today. And, and, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for jumping into another new year with us here at Never Seen It. Uh, if you like the podcast or you like me and you want to help me and the podcast out, we have a Patreon for the show at patreon.com slash never seen it. In addition to getting episodes of the show early, you get bonus content. There's no ads. Uh, I'm doing a long series on the creative process as well as uh, the process of more specifically making a movie from conception of the idea to all the way through it with director and friend of the show, Todd Sklar. So we're doing a deep dive on there. I've got more fan script episodes on the Patreon as well. Uh, it's at patreon.com slash never seen it. And I even have a podcast, a whole different podcast on there hosted by me exclusive to the Patreon called Silly Silly Serious. Patreon.com slash never seen it. You can hear me interview people and ask them two silly questions, one serious question, and then repeat. It's very fun. I got a bunch of episodes. Dave Ross, Steph Tolev, Caleb Sinan, Mike Carosa, all up there. Uh, Andy Frasco, all up there already. Bonus episodes of this. Patreon.com slash never seen it. Going to keep growing that. Please subscribe if you're into it. If not, that is also okay. It's Everything's tough. I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, today's episode, I have never seen Boyhood. Please enjoy it. Oh, and I want to tell you, I'm, we're going to be running another Never Seen It game night, maybe more. Uh, this is where uh, you, you join a Zoom with me and some podcast guests and a bunch of fans, and we all play games for prizes and stuff. Uh, it's very fun. You gotta you follow us on Instagram and Twitter to get details. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you also get discounted uh, admission to that if you want to do it. And first dibs on tickets. It sold out pretty fast last time. We're going to be doing a couple of uh, those game nights coming up. I don't have the dates set exactly yet, but patreon.com slash never seen it. Twitter and Instagram, we're at never seen it show. We're on Discord. If you go to fart.kyleayers.com and you can hang out with a bunch of never seen it fans fans of podcasts all sorts of stuff all on there as well thank you for listening please check us out on patreon.com slash never seen it please enjoy uh um kyle Ayers has never seen boyhood and we're joined by allison Leiby and ryan singer and allison actually described a podcast that she has that seemed really really fun uh it is called Ruined, uh, and her and the very funny uh, Hallie uh, Kiefer, they, basically Hallie watches a horror movie and just tells Allison about it. Allison doesn't watch it because she's a scaredy cat. So check that out. Check out everything Ryan Singer does. Please enjoy Kyle Ayers. Me has never seen Boyhood. Sorry this was so long. I hope everyone's having a nice new year. 
I uh, I mean, I know I say it so often, but boy, nothing makes me. I miss seeing people in person so bad because I hate the nightmare that is the tech of a remote podcast setup. It's such a nightmare. Um, but hey, thanks for joining the podcast in a brand new year, everybody. This is the optimistic start to 2021 where I say everything about what I'm doing is a nightmare. Please continue to support my life's work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, kicking off the new year, is me. I have never seen the movie Boyhood, um, and I rewrote it, and... You know, we'll get into talking about it. Joining us once again on the podcast, as well as Allison Leiby. Hello, Allison. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And once again, joining us as well as Ryan Singer. Ryan, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy um, New Year. Happy New Year. Just rem- what you said just reminds me of someone once told me that they said, I think that hell is what we experience now. And we're like in the womb. And then death is our true birth. So, hey, maybe that's something to look forward <laughs> okay, to. Okay, cool. I mean, it's too long for a tattoo, but I like it. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. Tor- for a torso, you could put that on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could get that. <laughs> How, how could I get that to cover up a bunch of birds flying away is the only question. <laughs> Every once in a while I'll get in and read one of those threads on like Reddit or Twitter or something where it's a bunch of tattoo artists talking about what they hate doing. I really like stuff like that where it's a super specific specialized skill yes. talking about what people do that they dislike. And tattoo artists, yes. one tattoo artist said five times in one day he did birds flying up a rib cage and he told the fifth person 90% of the way in about it, and they were like, is it too late? (laughs) (laughs) I hate to break it to you, but yes, it is too. It's too late. I mean, I got this. And I think, Allison, you have tattoos, don't you? I do. Yeah. What are we working with? I have a, I think I was under 18 when I got the one on the back of my shoulder. That's the sign for Capricorn. So really, it looks like a 76ers logo and I am not from Pennsylvania. So, Oh my gosh. So when is your, your you just had a birthday or just coming December up? December 22nd, the first day of Capricorn season. Oh, wow. So. Oh, okay. Well, happy belated. Oh, thank yeah, you. Happy belated birthday. Oh. That's, is and that then it? I have, yeah. And then I have some stars on my right foot. Okay. That I got after one of my many spine surgeries. So, <laughs> well, that's all right. I like that. I got this dumb tattoo I mean, I in Missouri, give a shit. and I yeah. hate it. Oh, right. Well, I don't hate the tattoo that it exists. I hate when I finished getting it. The guy who gave me the tattoo showed me his phone wallpaper, and it was my tattoo. And oh, I was like, no. not, not a picture of me, but like of what of <laughs> like the outline of Missouri with the flag in it. And he, I was like, yeah, I guess I could have uh, done the phone wallpaper thing instead of the permanently on me thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think now we have more options for how to display our personalities and make it aren't permanent. <laughs> that like, wow, younger me could have definitely used having like an Instagram page. Right? Oh my she God, could have so populated funny. with all the dumb shit she liked. That's so funny. Instead of out of my that, body oh, permanently. That's so funny. Yeah, it's just crazy to think like, because my brother has Instagram, thank God he has Instagram, so he doesn't have a pickaxe from Fortnite tattooed on his forearm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can you just imagine some mother going, you know, if you change your phone wallpaper, it's there forever. (laughs) And then you actually see it. I don't even see one of my tattoos. Mine has hair over it. (laughs) Ryan, you're tattooless, aren't you? Correct. I, uh, for, for a while I was about six or seven years ago, I was like, you know, I need a tattoo. I I need a tattoo, right? Like, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. This is the time to lean into getting tattoos. And a friend of mine said, well, you know, if you really have an idea for a tattoo you want, just like draw on your body that tattoo with a marker and, you know, after a while, see if it still like sparks joy or whatever you want to say. And so for like about nine months, I was just using all these different variety of colored Sharpies and drawing all over my entire body. I mean, well, I'm left-handed, so it was mostly on the right side of my body, sure. but... Um, <laughs> And it was just so much fun. And then I started kind of having headaches and people were like, well, it's because I think you're poisoning yourself. Because I was literally like drawing like landscapes and things on my arm and my chest. I was, I was poisoning right, and myself with Sharpie all day. just getting into your bloodstream very slowly. Yeah. Just yeah. chemicals. Um, but I, want, I always wanted the Brian Wilson Smile album, Sun, uh, with just the word smile and that sun uh, from that album artwork. I always wanted that tattoo. That, uh, that was the one I thought I wanted. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a nice word. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm looking yeah, at it now. It, yeah, yeah. And I don't. Um, I I don't like pain. Mm. Wow, unpopular opinion what? from Ryan right? Singer early on in the year. I mean, I know I'm gonna take some. I'm gonna take some real flack for this, but also I'm just we're just going off pain. of uh, behind us in our Zoom backgrounds. Ryan, you found ways to express what you're into and display <laughs> yes. more than either of us have. Yes, <laughs> you have a, like some sort of celestial tapestry over your left shoulder. Yeah, yeah, well, these are yeah, these are animals that have significance to me. The lion and the eagle. Um, that's the Leo constellation lion. Even though I'm not a Leo, but I'm a Cancer. Um, right, but you see, you're, you and Allison are displaying the exact same trait, but in different right. ways. It's yes, true. it's true. Yours you can take down at any point, um, and mine <laughs> would require a series of expensive procedures. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where everyone, they burn your skin off with a laser. <laughs> I want the moment where everyone was waiting for Ryan to explain what was over his shoulder. I'm going to dub in Ryan saying, "Right, right, over my shoulder here is uh, all of the Pink Floyd albums on Naked Ladies by a Pool." and over this shoulder well that's uh john belushi in the college sweater (laughs) oh my god yeah and this is my guns and roses poster for welcome to the jungle (laughs) i don't know if you've ever seen albert einstein with his tongue out but i have a tapestry and there well actually it's a cat hanging from a branch Uh, with Albert Einstein's face uh, superimposed onto his, saying, uh, gravity, hang in there. Uh, Depending on how far away you are from me, you're hanging in there differently. Yes. But if you, but if you relax the focus of your eyes on, while looking at that poster, you will see a dinosaur. Perfect. When, when I was in college, I had to take a physics class, and I was an English major, so I took a class called Physics for Poets, which essentially was physics oh. without writing numbers down, so it's more the abstract Concepts. conceptual ideas of physics, and I thought it would be super easy, and then after I'd registered, I looked it up on the class rater website, you know, they have the, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, this is the hardest class the school has, because it's taught <laughs> by a physics teacher and an English teacher. Oh God! And, and so it's both. one day we're in class, and I'll never forget this kid in the. It's a lecture hall, but there's only like 15 people in it because it's like my senior mm-hmm. year, sort of small. And someone they're they're talking about the theory of relativity and sort of explaining this concept out broadly. And then one kid goes, "Oh, so it's like the Doppler effect." And then both teachers go, no. And then it's just the <laughs> longest silence that you could possibly imagine in a 200-person lecture hall with 12 to 15 people sitting in it. I love and that. I remember sitting there thinking, I thought it was also like the... I, I thought it was also like the Doppler effect. I, I have no the, idea what the Doppler effect is. If, isn't if that given weather? The opportunity I, to say you have to define the Doppler effect, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. The pitch of sound is different depending on where you're at. Like as a train goes by, the pitch gets higher and then it gets lower the further away it is. I could be completely... You know who will let me know what it is? Someone listening on Twitter. Yeah. Anyone on the internet. <laughs> and please do. Uh, okay, so we're talking about growing up. This is boyhood. Uh, I have never seen boyhood. I don't know if I will ever see boyhood. I don't want to rag on it too much without knowing anything about it because I already did that in the script. But have either of you seen this? No. No. It's every year. Six of the nine Oscar movies are so forgettable. Yeah. Until you emailed me what I was like, oh, I was like, it took me a minute. And I was like, boyhood. But and then I remembered and I was like, oh, who cares? Right. Is this the one that was shot over like a long period of time? Over the whole period of the life of the actors? That's how long. I'm going to use that same amount of time to actually watch the movie. <laughs> you- <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hi, iTunes. My rental expired. I was planning on watching Boyhood over 19 actual years. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't like the concept. Sometimes already. I get exhausted by stuff like this. The older I get, there. It, when I was 20, this was... It, this was I was the most interested I will ever be in something like this being why the movie was good, how it was yes. made, if that makes sense. Yeah, I have like I think like it's been like the last year or two. Like I'm in my like late 30s now. And like I think I've hit the point where I like no longer look to art to be interesting. I only look to it for enjoyability. <laughs> like I don't I like talked about this when I talked about why Amy Grant is a good 
musician. And it's like, <laughs> I just don't want to have to think about art anymore. I don't want to think about what music is cool. I don't want to have to like watch a film because it's shot interestingly. I just want like a rom-com and some lady pop and like to drink a Diet Coke on my couch. Like I'm not interested in being cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that the more in That's tune <laughs> and upsetting the world becomes to me, the less I'm looking to be moved by art. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think it's yeah. a thing too where it comes to idea the idea of what's truly important to be focusing our time on uh, when you have issues that are so large and so profound unfolding around us, like having three hour arguments about the the value of, of or, or if a movie is good or not. Right. I think just it's important doesn't that seem no to hold the place the at the table off. anymore. <laughs> but yes, yes. <laughs> You know, so go do anything but listen to this. No, but I think um, I, I think I, this might be sort of because I feel, and I think Allison, maybe you were hinting like this. For me, it's like either complete engulfing or complete escaping. Yes. Uh, with the exception of being somehow visual art. Now, I went to just an art thing down the street of where I used to live, and just walk in and like was like almost weeping at a photo. And I think it's maybe because <laughs> I have such distance from that as a medium. Uh, any visual, I can't do good pictures good. I can't begin to draw or paint. So if I see anything oh, like yeah. that, I, I feel, I, especially when you can get close and see the physical effort someone put into like painting and you can see the texture in a painting, mm-hmm. that is so much more moving to me than, uh, uh, thinking about the novelty of the production of a film. Yeah. It's all inspiring. Yes. It sounds like you're talking about being inspired with awe, like when you were looking at whatever this art was. It's hard for me to even recollect because I don't remember anything anymore uh, of how the world was or what was going on. And I, I I sometimes think I'm just remembering memories of doing like stand up or something. And so I don't know. (laughs) Mentally I'm in such a vulnerable, weird place with all of all of it. And so I'm much more uh, down to watch, the great British baking show than I am dive into an Oscar nominated film I've never seen. Yes. This is going to sound like a joke, Kyle, but I I assure you it's not. When you're talking about looking at this art and becoming awe-inspired or like overwhelmed with emotion, when I was watching The Crudes uh, a few nights ago, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and (laughs) the father crude is doing, he's doing cave painting. Uh, and he's by himself. He's separated. Uh, no spoilers. I'm trying not to, but there's, the sequel already came out. <laughs> anyway, he's doing cave painting, and it's he's using his hand, and it's reminiscent of, I th- uh, I'm trying to remember, it's not Pascal cave uh, paint. The first cave paintings that were ever discovered, like by the, uh-huh. the oldest cave paintings, right? And I'm having this moment of like, holy shit, man. Like, this is like so cool that they're like tying this into like the beginning of human expression, whether, you know, essentially putting it on their walls. Right. And I, I started crying watching the crudes because of this moment. And, and also because I'm a sucker for any animated film, uh, ever since Trump was elected. I mean, I got emotional hovering over the button to watch soul. Do you know what I mean? Like the Pixar <laughs> yeah. movie. And then I just, I, I thought about it for a while. I read the description and I got tired and watched like a home renovation show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, those are that's great That's where though. Insane Pools comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off the deep end is the tagline. What, you tell me you're not watching that? I'm watching that. Is that it's a real so show? Good. Yes. It's about pools. Oh my God, I'm going to have to check it out because like I've, I've been. people making their backyards into like ridiculous resort inspired like nat like pools with like waterfalls and like in pool bars and stuff like that and you're like yeah this is someone's reality and i'll just live in this for a while (laughs) i think it's the word pool but whether it's like a pool in the backyard or a pool table like in the basement or the house it's one of those things where you're really excited to use for the first couple months and then it never gets used again right yeah Yeah. That's you true. could even get a backyard billiard instead of a backyard pool. It's like oh. a backyard pool, but there's no stairs in and out, and you only can touch the walls. Is that how billiards works? I don't. <laughs> yes, a little ways exactly. into it, I realized I didn't know the <laughs> yeah, core yeah. rules way out of to the metaphor I was trying to make. That's fair. Uh, so let, but let's let's read this Boyhood script. I've never seen Boyhood. Yes. I have to tell you, um, 
I didn't know how to attack it. I had two sort of angles. You've both written scripts for this. You know, you kind of try and find what you want to do with it. I had two different ideas of what I wanted to do, and I tried to do both, and I think it might have been the at the expense of either being any good. And you know what I mean? You, sometimes mm-hmm. two ingredients don't go together, but maybe they do. Um, I think I even like- addressed that. There's a lot of... Uh, exposition but let's uh i sent the script out we should be able to pull that up or i can share mm-hmm. it whatever you guys would prefer i've um, got it i've got it as well all right so let me go ahead um uh all right let's cast this up allison would you play richard link later <laughs> absolutely great uh ryan uh would you play boom person and assistant actually i'll be boom person they only have one line um Ryan, would you play assistant director? Yes. What if I was like, no, I'd actually rather not. <laughs> you uh, know, I read the sides and I feel more more suited to I'm feeling more called towards boom. Um, Allison, <laughs> would you play Skyle's mom? Yeah. Uh it's also mother. I forgot to change one of the, when I went back and renamed him. But it's the okay. same character. So so mother and Richard? Uh, mother slash Skyle's mom Skyle's and Richard. Mom. Richard. Yep. Ryan, will you play Skyle? Okay. All right. I think that's everybody. The one good part about me, when I write these, I feel like I can write them to be read on this podcast and not really exist anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've done so no, many. I'm I like, do. minimal characters, just do this, introduce yes. each character before they talk in case everyone doesn't want to do voices, that sort of thing. <laughs> All right. So Kyler's has never seen Boyhood. Uh, here we go. Based on everything everyone was saying about Boyhood, the movie that literally took like 20 years to make, and so we will definitely still all think about it and talk about it all the time, right? I mean, what a waste it would be to spend all that time making, letting actors naturally age and then forget to make a movie super memorable. This is an Oscar-worthy movie in the sense that movies that do something that sounds neat on paper are often Oscar-worthy movies. Richard Linklater was able to secure funding to shoot a movie over a decade plus, which might be the ultimate con. I want to make a movie. Please pay me full time every day for 12 years. Incredible. Pixar made up in about four years, according to what I found online. How fucking insane. Also, this is not to be confused with Boys in the Hood, which was great and was able to show the passage of time with a magical thing called editing. It's like waiting 10 years, except you put up a card that says years later. Anyways. Interior. Hospital delivery room. Night. We are in the hallways of a hospital. There's more bustle than hustle. Things have slowed during the night shift. Audio begins to fade in of a woman in labor. It sounds extremely accurate because this is actually a woman in actual labor. Richard Linklater walks in just as the baby is crowning. A camera crew is following him. This is it. This is our star. He points to the seconds old baby. The exhausted mother yells out. Who the fuck are you? Richard speaks to the crew. That's a wrap on this year, everybody. I'll see you in nine years. Really great stuff. Everyone in the crew begins to applaud their job well done. Really great stuff all around. Just great. Production comes to a complete standstill for nine years. Interior, (laughs) that home the kid lives in now. Day, the baby, now a nine-year-old boy named Skyle, is laying on the grass looking up at the clouds. Richard Linklater and his crew scurry onto the grass. The crew is almost entirely the same except for the boom handler who is now someone else. Okay, let's get ready to roll. Remember, the last time we saw him was a different aged boy, and now he's older. Let's make sure to get into that. (laughs) The crew nods. This is the same boy. Everyone nods again. Like, the actor is the same, but he's older in the movie now. Everyone nods again. There's a beat where every single person is just sort of standing there. Richard kind of looks around like he's expecting something. Someone coughs. Richard immediately (laughs) starts yelling. Who the fuck has something to say? We have to make this movie this way. Was it you? Richard looks over at the new boom handler. What? Who the fuck is this? What happened to Arthur? I thought he was my boom guy on this movie. The AD speaks up. Arthur had a stroke and died eight years ago. What? Yeah, it was apparently a super treatable stroke, but he didn't have any health insurance and his family couldn't afford the bills, so he died. He lost his insurance when you took nine years off between shooting days while making this. There's a massive, massive pause. 
Let's get the shot of this kid looking up at the clouds, and then that's a wrap on age nine. <laughs> they get a quick shot of a kid sitting on the ground looking at some clouds. <laughs> See y'all in four years. Richard and the crew pack up. We fade to black. Fade in. Interior. That same house because we're authentic. The kid actually lives in this house in real life, too, I bet. Okay, so I should probably address the tone shift that's about to happen. I couldn't quite figure out what to do with this. I wanted to make fun of Linklater for this giant process, but I also thought about just addressing what boyhood would accurately look like. So the latter part begins now. Also want to note, this is about to get incredibly graphic. Uh, Moving on. The the kid, Skyle, who I would like to take a minute and remind everyone is, is not me, is now 12 years old. Skyle's mom walks up the stairs to Skyle's bedroom. She walks through the door without knocking for some damn reason, and is it's incredibly invasive just to barge in like that, but she does it. Hey, honey, time for dinner. The door op- swings open, and Skyle's mom sees Skyle, all of 12 years old, masturbating on his bed to a Girls Gone Wild commercial playing during a commercial break on VH1. <laughs> I cannot believe these things were ever allowed on television. And all horribleness of Girls Gone Wild and their dipshit founder aside, here is 12-year-old Skyle figuring out how to masturbate, what that even means, and acting as basically an avatar for hormones as his mom walks in. Masturbation noises from Skyle. Oh my god. Skyle screams. Skyle's mom slams the door shut. In walks Richard Linklater. Okay, that's a wrap on age 12. Let's pack it up, people. Cut to black. Interior, the same home that kid lives in now. Day, title card, age 13. We're using title cards now. Skyle is at home figuring out how to masturbate more. It's pretty much (laughs) this for the whole year, if he remembers correctly. Skyle is a de facto (laughs) masturbation expert at this point, just based on pure reps alone, like most teenage boys probably are. I want to further prep everybody, because here comes a very gross story that is definitely completely fictional. Since he doesn't really understand what's going on up until this point, Skyle has been masturbating into Ziploc bags and attempting to hide them deep in the trash can or even in neighbors' trash cans in the street. But like any normal person, Skyle's mom is noticing that all of her Ziploc bags are disappearing from the kitchen. So Skyle needs a new way to clean up. In a move com- of complete desperation, Skyle decides to start using his Boy Scout sleeping bag as a receptacle. It seems like a flawless plan. No one uses it. He can utilize it over and over, and it always gets clean before he leaves on a camping trip. So this, we do this on rinse and repeat, emphasis on repeat, for a while. One day, Skyle goes to grab the sleeping bag, and it's gone. This is not good. There's really no way to just casually bring up, where is my sleeping bag, without looking suspicious. So Skyle gently slides it into conversation. That way his mom doesn't think he's up to something. Hi, Mom. Hey, Skyle. Uh, what's for dinner? I don't know. Anything in particular you'd like? Where's my sleeping bag? Nailed it. Now Skyle's mom <laughs> says something he cannot believe and is truly awful. And let me remind you, completely fictional. Please believe that. <laughs> oh, your sister's friend is borrowing it to go camping for the weekend. So I just grabbed it for her. Skyle oh. takes in the full repercussions of this classic <laughs> mix-up. It still haunts him to this day. If this were real, it would, I mean. Cut to black. <laughs> Interior, the same home that kid lives in now, day, title card, age 14. Same as age 13, a lot of masturbation, but with a slightly different haircut, and there's a Nickelback poster on the wall. (laughs) Skyle, still worried about his mom walking in on him masturbating, has started turning up his television so it sounds like he's not masturbating. He's just watching TV. Yet another flawless and definitely fictional plan I wrote from my imagination here. Skyle cranks, pun, up the volume on Nickelodeon, Cat Dog is on. And then grabs his go-to <coughs> masturbation materials, a picture of a naked woman he printed off in the school library after Googling naked woman and frantically printing it, then grabbing the picture before anyone noticed. He hides his folded paper in the CD slot of his clock radio. The theme to Cat Dog is blasting. If you don't know it, they say the word Cat Dog a bunch with the story of a two-headed creature's adventure. Right as Skyle begins to masturbate, Skyle's mom once again walks in. She immediately slams the door and turns around. I saw it. I'm sorry. Skyle's mom heads back down the stairs. Skyle is scarred for a long time. It's not until he's older that he realizes that maybe his mom thinks he was masturbating to Cat Dog, a two-headed cat and dog animal cartoon. (laughs) She might still think that to this day. Cut to black. Interior, the same home. Title card, age 15. Same as age 14. A lot of masturbation, but with a slightly different haircut. And a Nickelback poster has been replaced by a Blink-182 CD insert that is unfolded and taped up. (laughs) Richard Linklater walks on screen and looks directly into the camera. Well, I guess that's just boyhood. And scene. (laughs) Thank you.
O M. What a script. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's so embarrassing. I can't believe you would do this on the podcast. I mean, you have a Nickelback poster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Um, Yeah. You can see where I wanted to make fun of him, but then I felt it better served to... If the movie's not all about that, I don't know what could possibly happen in Boyhood. If it's not all about masturbation? And like being a weird, you know, if you're being accurate to what, I mean, I guess you navigate other things as a teenager, but pr- predominantly you're just like, what is happening to me for, I assume the movie's <laughs> about a tw- 11-year-old to 20-year-old. That's kind of what I'm assuming. Is it? I don't know. Does, do any of us know? No one has I have idea. no idea. I just. <laughs> I thought it was maybe like birth to 12, but... It might be. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like it's it's just like this weird iteration of reality television, but in movie form. Because, you know, in reality TV, they're like, this is like, we're watching real people's lives, but like it's all right. staged. So this feels like kind of like this weird photo negative of that in movie form to me. It like, looks why like it's you... from 6 to 18. Oh. It's from age 6 to 18, which is, if I have to say, the worst time to know a boy. Oh yeah, there's there's yeah. there's no redeeming quality of any boy from those ages. Hey, now that you're no longer cute, do you want to be a nightmare? Like that's kind of what <laughs> six to eighteen is. But don't worry, you won't figure it out yet. I mean, I would say probably six to thirty if we're being like complete. But six to eighteen if they never move to a big city. Six to thirty if they move to a big city. I would say is the time yeah. to yeah. Yeah, boys boys have a different like girls it's just 6 to 18 is like well everyone calls you fat so now you're mean. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> like uh yeah. Also your friends hate you and you hate them but you're all best friends. It's a lot of yeah, why aren't you behaving this way? Why are you doing what we're telling you to? Uh, right. <laughs> We fuck kids up in a way that, like, I don't even understand how we have a functional society. It's I don't absolutely either. wild. It's I really mean, boys wild. don't develop empathy, I think it's until they're in their 20s. Uh, there's some studies that suggest that boys don't start <laughs> developing the. Yeah, skill I would say, I would empathy. love to. I don't know if they know what the word is until their 20s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to really, really I get down this. Was, it's like a cliche thing, but there's that whole like Twitter meme about stuff guys will do instead of going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can do both of them. I'm a walking example. You can be distant and eat uh, trash for every meal and still go to therapy. But it is, yeah. we'd really do, I, you don't want to make people have to take a test to be a parent. I no. think we should though. <laughs> But it's like, I gotta... Why not? I don't understand. I've, I've never understood why, like, that's the one unchecked privilege that everyone has. <laughs> like... guess it's just so natural, like, in a literal sense. But yeah. it's so... It is so wild. The older I get, and I think this happens to a lot of people, the more you realize your parents are just kind of people who didn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the most amazing thing that you can do. And it's also l- the most... You don't have to know anything. You don't even have to. You could, you could not know how to speak, how to listen, how to talk, or, or talk and speak are the same thing. But like, you could literally not know how to do anything, and you could still have a baby. Tommy John again, really, really funny stand-up comedian, has this bit about how it's crazy you can accidentally make a person, and he's like, I can't accidentally make lunch. And I can like accidentally make a person, and that's so much more of a responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It is. It is wild that the thing that affects you most in your entire life could be an accident yeah just ask i mean my brother's 10 years younger than me i don't know i don't think it was an accident but it's like who knows who knows but it's also one of those things where like and i've been watching a lot of the nature shows and it's like everything is about making babies right whether these animals are just rubbing their junk on trees waiting for some other mater to leave his spot from the tree so he can try to mate with the the female that's on the branch and then it's just like 
like it's all about these dudes just fighting to try to have a chance, you know, to collect the most shells or to do the prettiest dance. Um, and so, I mean, it's, and then like you watch that and you just like look around to yourself and I'm like, oh God, like all of this is just me. Like, <laughs> collecting I watch those shells. things and I think, isn't it weird how every other creature in the world, the man has to do all of the work to hope to continue. And then with, like with humans, guys are just, you know what I mean? It feels like a, some sort of, yeah. like every other, you see the like a bird of paradise and it's like he gets himself ready. He tries to look beautiful. He learns a crazy dance. He goes yeah. over. And now it's like, guys are just kind of mean slobs. Yeah. yeah. And women are like, I hope he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get that loser's attention? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't God. know if it, any, having attracted, attract, Attraction to indifference is like such a downfall thing that has happened to a lot of people. But you're like, oh, they don't yeah. like. The, but it comes back to you know, when when you're kids, you bully the people that you are attract. You, you know that you think are cute or whatever. You get bullied. It's advanced by them. consciousness, Kyle. Gotten, I mean, yeah, you're. We're, that's why we're so much smarter than all these other animals because Ryan, we your can tapestry is glowing while you say this. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy that we've gotten so comfortable that we have. I don't know if any other species, they don't all try and reproduce, but I think most of humans being as comfortable enough as, as we are is kind of the downfall of the planet and a downfall of maybe all of existence. But also it's nice that we don't have to have, we don't, we're not all urged to have kids. Do you know what I mean? Like evolutionarily, everyone doesn't feel I need to have a kid to feel okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But At least not again, in the forefront of our mind anyway. The planet won't be here in right. 20 years, so. Yeah, I was right. watching another our our planet. The uh, it's one of the At- no, I mean Attenborough does all of them, but right. they were doing. I wonder at this point if they just take his other stuff and repurpose the words. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, what I they- think he said all the same thing. Yeah, he said it all before, so they just kind of like generate it. Yeah, like what they, they do with it, if an actor that'd dies, be a fun a app to have on movie. your phone to have an Attenborough app where Appen- you can just Appenborough? like a randomize an Attenborough randomizer app and just like yeah. what does Attenborough say and then it just takes all the Attenborough things and, and chops them up and to see what kind of wisdom you get but maybe we can do that after he's dead um, for a like a ghost app but uh, he, he was doing the thing and then at the end of the thing he goes they show a time release and they're like all of the footage that was shot in this area of this forest the dry forest in Africa has disappeared Jesus. And I, I was just I like, that. I'm sitting on my couch just like, oh, f- what the fuck? Like, ah, uh, I'm like so emotionally invested in these animals and now they're all just dead and gone. He and meant I'm just since like, you started yep. watching the episode too. Yes. <laughs> oh. 90 minutes ago, this was a fertile forest. It's, like it's a, a real Schrodinger's cat situation. Incredible joke on Community where uh, Britta is like, you know, by the time I end this sentence, four kids have died in Africa. And then Donald Glover's like, well, then why did you stop talking? <laughs> uh, yeah, it nature shows feel different. What is it? What would a kid say? Nature shows hit different now. Than they used yeah, to. Yeah, that's what they used. Um, how they no speak. caps. Nature shows hit different these days. I <laughs> need to get off the internet. I know. I feel like it's the only like. It's been like it's so much more of what like of the twenty four hours of my day. It occupies so much more of that energy now that like when I see people, I'm like, well, how do we talk to each other again? Do I not? <laughs> we don't just like say yeah. memes at each other. Like, right. what are we supposed to do? I was thinking about. And I talked a little bit with my friend about this yesterday, how we, because I'm, I'm writing this boyhood script and thinking this couldn't happen anymore. So many movies feel like they couldn't happen anymore because I don't know if a whole movie could happen where everyone didn't start screaming about politics like yeah. and have any sort of realism to it, I suppose. Like, could we watch 12 years of this kid's life now? And at no point, like Ethan Hawke, I think is his dad. Ethan Hawke is either like, yelling all lives matter at his kid or like you know what i mean flipping the news on and telling his freaking out about registering to vote or something it's so yeah maybe this comes back to what we were talking about earlier about i think it's complete escapism yeah and i also think that's a that's a specific worldview too um that you i mean if nothing we've learned that fractured media and 
depending on what you tune into, shapes your worldview. I mean, I honestly believe that all the people who went to the Capitol uh, last week, I mean, they honestly believe that the election was stolen and they, you know what I mean? They honestly believe that shit. So that this is like, to them, a logical step. Like, democracy has been stolen. We have to do something, right? Like, they believe that shit. They're not just like doing it for fun, right? So, but there's all these different worldviews. So like, I there mean, could even be the guy in a, the antlers, yeah. no fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's called that's called going. I, I don't even know what I think he invented his own new genre of being a dipshit. But the uh, <laughs> he, I think we just call that he he went horns out. But the but there's people who have like all these different worldviews now. So like to even say like, well, you couldn't make a realistic movie if it didn't have this in it. Right. So many different people will be like, well, you can't make a realistic movie if it doesn't have this in it. That's true. Uh, I suppose like all these different specific things. It just feels like nothing has ever been. I always thought it was dumb that people said not to talk about religion and politics and stuff. That's so insane to me. Cause it's like the two things that influence everyone on like a universal level. Yeah. Um, they're like governing forces right. in many people's <laughs> lives. And I also think uh, similarly, I think it's weird when people tell you talking about the weather is boring because it's a giant uncontrollable force that affects us every day. Um, yeah. I would like someone to be like, there's an earthquake and you're like, can we please talk about something other than the weather? It's like, ugh, the small talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I experience the Doppler effect all the time when it comes to that. <laughs> Um, but it's no. I just can't. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's what you know. Like you don't know something's your favorite until it happens. That is like my favorite when so, when someone just says no. No, like you're not allowing it. So favorite. It's so funny. That's my favorite. Oh my god! I I can't wait to to hear it again. Well, I don't know if there's gonna be a boyhood too. I don't. It must be hard to be that. Wait, aren't they? Isn't he doing another like long, like long production movie? There Isn't there one in the works? Holy like, crap! Um, you're right. There is. Uh, Jonah Hill's sister. No, not that's not that's not what I meant. Wait, who's <laughs> the girl? Booksmart. What's happening? She, oh my god! I sound like my mother. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> this is like. Uh, I'm having like a mental breakdown because I can't remember Wait, a name it's of something. Book smart. It says Richard Wait, Linklater. Uh, is, what's her name? Feldstein. Yeah, is, um, sp- uh, is spending 20 years making a Sondheim movie, musical movie. Oh, wow. Uh, Seems like a waste. He's of time. going to adapt "Merrily We Roll Along" with Beanie Feldstein. Uh, there we go. I got ben that. Platt and Blake Jenner. Wow. <laughs> What's the? You um, say we can't do anything without bringing up politics, but here's me reading this article, and it says uh, it's talking about this Richard Linklater making this movie taking 20 years, and it literally says since since you're here, Donald Trump's chaotic presidency is ending, but the forces that propelled him, the misinformation crisis, that's just on a news site about a guy making a movie. Yeah, I mean it's just like we live in a nightmare. We do live in a nightmare, and you don't know if you don't know who's real, what's real, and what's going on anymore. Like you don't like, well, is this person on Twitter even a real person, or is this like a disinformation bot? It took uh, me a little bit into what you, you were wanna... saying to realize fractured news wasn't like a vice subsidiary that I had never heard of, <laughs> but you meant it like lowercase f, lowercase n. And oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, yeah the idea that you the people tune into. The, their own specific version of the reality of the world and yeah, it I, builds their whole reality. It's, out. An upso- it's not a, a hyperbole to say that Facebook ended the world. No, it's not. No, it's not. And the world as we know it. Yeah. And, and on an even more literal yeah. mortality based scale elsewhere than the United States, but still influencing it highly. Here. Imagine yeah. a world though, like in the, in the, I think the not so distant future where there is, um, where, the crash of all of this, right? I mean, because you just can't keep this pace up. I mean, it, I mean, we're experiencing, I, I believe, you know, the early signs of what the crash would even be emotionally, right? And where it's like, oh, we have more than two presidential candidates. We no longer have to live inside of our devices. Um, we we appreciate being around each other and having a sense of community and fairness in the world. Um, like, it's just going to be. 
If history's I'm, taught I'm us optimistic. one thing, it's that a pandemic at the end of the tens decade leads into a prosperous, fun decade with no fallout at the other end of it, and the <laughs> no, word crash will never come up. Just an eternity <laughs> of fun and growth, and no, no consequences. No consequences. Everybody There's just wants to hug each other. At the beginning of the century yeah. that leads to a giant quarrel that people can't get out of. One country starts wars gets out of them briefly and then gets an almost dictator and then is pulled back into wars again. It Nothing feels bad about this. This sounds like yeah. the United States has been one long Linklater movie uh, <laughs> for the last 20 years, the way you just described this. If in the fact that I've hated watching it, then yeah, probably. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is taking way too long. This sh- it, shit should yeah. have been done uh, a long time ago and in a up. much better way. Yeah. The thing that I've really been watching is is people who claim that, the, okay, this is so specific, but it's like, we're such a ridiculous country. We're so young. And we have, what one of the most frustrating things to me about America is we have all these resources that we could potentially solve problems and we just don't because we want 30 people to be rich instead. And... Yeah. I watched a little bit of the sent the house all uh, yielding time to each other today, and people who say that the civil rights movement happened so long ago and we should get over it are the same people like misquoting Thomas Paine and stuff, like someone from 175 years earlier than all of the where right. they'd be like they'd be like well, look. So, Jim Crow laws are gone. There's no more voter suppression. And as George Washington said, and then you're like, well, but how is how is the guy who's 150 years older than that relevant? How's the Constitution relevant? But the thing that happened in 1950, anyways, boyhood, boyhood. It, can, it really just it really hit. You it can really... always just I, if this if this president if Trump has ruined me rewatching Veep, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, no, 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 because I have been rewatching it and <laughs> it's still good. Okay. <laughs> I just I'm like I'm like I just think I'm like, you know what you you can always just turn on I think he should leave. You can always just turn on something that doesn't feel like it exists in time and kind of enjoy yes. something. Yeah, or you could just watch Killing Eve. I mean it's just just keep rewatching Killing Eve. Or the before oh, and after I think Killing Eve. It wasn't quite there. Oh wait! Oh, I, didn't. I see. Okay, yeah. Wait, what I mean, was it's it? All, it's yeah. It was a, a little before and after. There have been worse transitions on this show, like all the ones in the script I wrote. <laughs> uh, but let's play before and afters. This is a game where two movies are smushed into one. I read you the smushed together movie title. You tell me. I read you the smushed together movie plot. You tell me the smushed together movie title. I think we both know how this works, correct? Yes. Correct. Can we play as a team and not against each other? That would be I wonderful because I this. am the worst at this. Um, Good. Here Good. we go. Here we go. Good. Number one prehistoric orphans must work together to fight through the living dead to reach oh. the Great Valley and find Twinkies. Oh, I was I got excited that it was going to be a Crude's one, but it's not. Oh, not is it, I mean, Crude's I could see, where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read it one more time? Prehistoric orphans must work together to fight through the living dead to reach the Great Valley and find Twinkies. Is the first one the land before time? One of them is. What is that set fight is see, and I'm going to say a movie that I have no idea what the plot is, but only know that the word might work is land before time cop. It is not land before time. Cop. Oh, that's a really good one. though. But that I'm would be to, really good. I'm trying to think what <laughs> these it, Twinkies can are. Can you make they it must that? <laughs> that would be a good movie. Oh, wait, wait. The Twinkies is from. Um, oh, uh, wait. the land before must fight through the living dead. To reach the yeah. Great Valley and find Twinkies. The Twinkies. If there's a movie where there's a truck of nothing but Twinkies that they survive off of. It's like a. It's a apoc- one of those apocalyptic zombie like, movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what zombie movie. Like this really also always taps into how few movies I've seen. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> the land before. Oh, wait, time. The, uh, wait, what is that movie called? It's called Thirty Nine Days or something. I'll tell you that uh, Land Before Time is the second movie in this. 
Uh, oh. Smush. 39 days before time. Do you zombie land before zombie time. Zombie land before time. <gasps> oh, zombie land before time. I okay. remember Zombieland. I like this team Zombieland stuff better. was pretty good, I remember. And then I watched the, the second one. The it. sequel seemed to be one of those movies that was like supposed to come out March 9th of 2019 or something like that. I don't remember. I just remember seeing ads for it everywhere and then not seeing it. So I don't remember exactly when it came out. I could be wrong. Was it good, Ryan? Uh, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed it, <laughs> I, I guess. The first one was kind of, it was all right. I didn't turn it off. Running around. Um, here we go, number two. An obsessive compulsive novelist, beloved for his books but hated for his personality, counsels a troubled genius to find peace and figure out his path in life. Oh, it's a. Uh, is it is it a Finding Forrester smash up? Misery. Oh um, no, I don't know the either one of I them. I guess I don't know either of them. <laughs> How about give it to, hit me they're, one more time? They're, hey, hit, so they're yeah, kind of vague. Uh, you, you definitely know them, or at least one of them. Okay. An obsessive compulsive novelist beloved for his books but hated for his personality counsels a troubled genius to find peace and figure out his path in life. Oh. Is Counsel- a beautiful mind a part of this? No. Yeah. Let me I'm thinking, this. We'll for say, some reason, I'm thinking Patch Adams. Counsels a troubled but- uh, former janitor genius to find peace um, and figure out his path in life oh okay okay so goodwill hunting goodwill hunting and the novelist it's not the pelican brief uh for some reason i don't know that i'm thinking of john grisham because of novelist (laughs) um uh, (laughs) he just is a novelist yeah he just just is is a novel a movie version of a novel yeah who i just imagine people do not like john grisham (laughs) As a person. The Pelican Brief is always like a great punchline in TV shows. Like I feel like it is always like the the like shitty movie that gets referenced and 30 Rock plays with it a lot. Yeah. Um Okay, so the Pelican Brief no. Um, so Goodwill Hunting, Goodwill uh, uh I I have no idea what the novelist yeah, wants. We are I looking don't even for know. as Goodwill Hunting as it gets. Oh, that's what his job was in the Oh, as good as it gets. Right. Which, by the way, that's movie, right. That's right. I saw the movie in the theater the and really enjoyed it. When it's when it just people out. hanging out for a whole movie. Remember, yeah. remember how big of a deal it was. It's like a romantic comedy with old people. Wow, <laughs> oh my God, Hollywood's really done it. Wow, they surprised us. Can you believe people this old actually have feelings and are attracted? Thank God to we each got other? over that this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now we just 1% mortality rate. Thank God old people don't have feelings. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like, <gasps> I'll never hell. forget when that movie came out. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who knew 1997 was as good as it got? Yeah. Oh, it really was. You make me want to be a better year. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's, where that mo- that's where that line came from, right? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Colombian cocaine is smuggled into America by an aging clawed mutant. Oh, an aging clawed mutant. So it's 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 Wolverine, um, and Blowvolverine. Close. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I, mm. now I just can't stop hearing now the word Bloverine in my mind. <laughs> Bloverine also, like, should we write that? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Wolverine is like a Coke dealer. I would watch Oh, my, it. that would be, oh. Uh. He, like, does lines off of those long metal claws. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he has, like, a small child that he teaches to be, like, the most ruthless drug dealer. Like, that last Wolverine movie, I just What was believe, it called, I, Ryan? It was a little too much graphic for it was like called origin or it was called wolverine it was called Vol. it was called logan <laughs> logan blogan blogan mm. okay okay <laughs> ryan would it be crazy if like uh that last wolverine movie was put together with the colombian cocaine dealer movie i'm like yeah it'd be crazy and then i wrote it down and we did <laughs> it right the now game. <laughs> <laughs> all right Last one. A young man taught medicine by the doctor at his orphanage falls in love with a girl who is waiting for her boyfriend to come home from a trip around Europe. The first part, one more time, it was fast for me. The whole thing. Uh, Yeah, sorry. My 
Uh, I copy-pasted here, and it's really bad formatting. A young man taught medicine by the doctor at his orphanage falls in love with a girl who is waiting for her wastrel boyfriend to come back from a trip around Europe. Is it, That's not Cider House Rules, right? Um, Cider House Rules, and there's it's probably the, the play's probably on rule, right? Ruling or ruler or cider or house. Cider House. <laughs> or si- yeah. It's definitely on cider, one of the words. Cider House okay, Divided. <laughs> Cider um, house divided. <laughs> Brothers McCider. Um, I get cider house rules and Sophie's choice mixed up a lot. Yeah, kings of New England. Good night, princes of New England. Um, <laughs> that's best. a movie. That's a movie. That might be the world where they don't bring up politics if a movie was made. Yeah, I mean that movie. I mean, Michael. I don't know if you've ever seen Michael Caine on acting. It's like his video about. No. It's an acting class. It is the most amazing thing you'll ever see in your life he's like he starts and i know we're getting off track here but he starts like really small like off like the camera's very far away from he's like and when you want to be dramatic you don't blink and slowly but surely the camera just slowly it takes like five minutes kind of zooms in on him (laughs) did he not blink and he doesn't blink the whole time and he's like and that's how you build drama (laughs) or whatever it's like (laughs) Please turn over to VHS. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, I did watch a Muppets Christmas Carol recently, and he is incredible. Oh, my God. I got to write that down because mm-hmm. I will watch Christmas movies all year round. It's a great one. I'm not afraid about it's it. It's a great one. It's really, it is like, it's so funny. He's so, like, I mean, it was like circulating on Twitter recently where it was like his approach. He was like, oh, I approached that movie like it was shakespearean theater and played it super super straight and not like to muppets it helps with that stuff. i love it's it. really funny he's so really because he approached tenant the opposite he approached it like it was a bunch of fucking muppets uh <laughs> i, I haven't seen it but seen i that. do want to watch it's, it just to like i mean i've spent three straight episodes of this podcast talking about how wildly upsetting that movie it you should both watch it they sponsored our podcast, and then an episode of the podcast came out, and they revoked sponsoring the podcast. Um, <laughs> but basically, Michael Caine shows up, explains what's going on in the movie, and is never in it ever again, and has no re- does not need to be in it. It's wild. It's all That's wild. So weird. The whole movie is so ridiculous. Anyways. Cider House Rules. <laughs> we and are looking for uh, Cider House Rules. Travels around Europe. Engagement. Attraction. Cider House Rules of Attraction. The movie. Oh. Is that a Hugh Grant movie? I just assume any rom-com based European movie has Hugh Grant. All younger people than that. Like it's a movie from like the early 2000s with. Oh. Didn't stick heartthrobs type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see who's Mm -hmm. in this. A comedy drama. James Van Der Beek. What? A comedy drama? That's what it's, that, it's probably. It says James. That's yeah, just the two genres. Right. This, uh, is, this, this is a very specific I'm general I'm a meat vegetarian. Movie. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's just, it's one of those movies that sometimes is one thing, sometimes another kind of does its thing. Uh, okay, everybody. We're wrapping today with a game that we like to call. Okay. 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 Oh, wow. Guess what movie trailer Kyle's dad is describing Having only watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie game (laughs) This was literally me earlier (laughs) Yeah Oh, wow Uh, So I'm just remembering, Ryan You might have heard this one before I will not remember it You probably won't remember it If you do remember it from a recollection, don't guess, but we're going to play it. Just so you know, Kyle, I stole a test from a uh, teacher when I was a sophomore in high school, and I sold copies to make money before the test came out. I had a copy of the test in advance, and um, I received a 47% on that (laughs) test. Now, what's that out of? What's that out of? 100. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, here we go. So you guys know how it works. Here's my dad describing mm-hmm. the movie trailer. Guess what movie trailer he is describing? Okay, she's cussing right out of the gate here. He guessed <laughs> right that she is the mother. She's talking to the news, and we see a cop drive up. That is bright red. He said the sign isn't very fair. She talks really fast at him. 
a lady with a funny eye has a problem with what she put up. Some of these people have southern accents. Some do not. She hurt the dentist, and now the cop is walking in, asking about it. Seems kind of funny, though. The music is really big. Everyone is really upset. She interrupted the news. Some really vulgar language. <laughs> I think I know it. What do you think it is? Is it three billboards? Thank you. It is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> what gave it away? Was it half of the people having southern accents? Uh, bright red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I was just like, oh, this sounds like three billboards. Yeah. Also the swearing. A lot of swearing. Only three billboards. Another Woody Harrelson movie, but it is three billboards outside. Also, one of these days, my dad's going to turn the TV off when he does the recordings. Today was not that day. Um, <laughs> but it's always fun to go back and see what was on ESPN while my dad was recording uh, these things for us. Well, well, that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Never seen it. Ryan, Allison, thank you for being here. Uh, please let people know what you got going on, where they can find you or listen to you and stuff like that. Okay. Um, um I, I think Allison should go first. Oh. <laughs> we both, so we could look at each other and we both <laughs> were just staring right, like at each I other. Could, like, I don't need <laughs> to like listen for a cue. Like we're looking at each, we're all looking at each other right now. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Libby. You can also listen to my podcast, also about movies, uh, with the very funny Hallie Kiefer. It's called Ruined, uh, and we talk about horror movies that I don't see, and Hallie does see them, and then she tells me what happens, so I don't have to. So you don't have to <laughs> so. get like scared watching the movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a scaredy cat, and she loves that's horror so movies, fun. and I'm always like, well, tell me what happened, and so that's the podcast. That's so So if fun. you like scary movies, or if you don't, it is a good one for you. Please listen, rate, subscribe, review, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm just plugging. That's okay. so funny. That's great. I mean, because I am also a scaredy cat and I cannot. But like, don't you want to know? I, I do want to know. know. I still haven't even, I mean, people even tell me that Midsummer is not so bad and I still haven't been able to watch it. People say um, that to me too. And I'm like, I think you're underestimating how terrified I am of everything around me. It's yeah. pretty low on the constant horror scale, but very, 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 very high on the peak moments being horrifying oh god now i do yeah. i know so i no. feel like i might have to just so like there's three to five moments so throughout it that are so horrible and scary. we'll do it on oh. the podcast <laughs> oh dios yeah the um oh i want to uh people can listen to my podcast me and paranormal you where i interview people with paranormal experiences or uh supernatural mystical esoteric that kind of stuff and then also i am we're about a month away from releasing an app that I've been working on for about a year and a half with uh, three cousins of mine called Crystallize. It's a crystal identification app. So you'll be able to take photos of crystals and it'll tell you what your crystal is. It'll have a database of over 300 crystals so you can learn or read about crystals. It also has a personal collection. But the biggest thing we're excited about is that we are uh, partnering up with and working with organizations and vendors of ethically sourced crystals and trying to raise awareness about the ethical sourcing and supply chain transparency in the world of gemstones and crystals. Um, so you can feel good about feeling good. So you don't have to worry about getting a healing stone that's sourced from harm. The waiting list is a, a crystallize.app backslash early access. Um, get on the waiting list and you get minimum one month free of the premium features but you'll still be able to use the app for free in the future even if you don't want to pay for it wow so you can look that up for ryan's so movie blood courts where he unearths blood courts <laughs> where leonardo dicaprio has no idea what someone from a region sounds like or and blood us... bloodstone like it's <laughs> thank you guys very much for listening that has been never seen it thank you that is it uh, for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. That was very, that was a lot of fun. I told you it was vulgar. Uh, go check out all Allison stuff. Go check out Ryan stuff. Please find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash never seen it, Twitter and Instagram at never seen it show, and Discord at fart.kyleairs.com. We also got a bunch of merch, kyleairs.com slash shop. Go get the stuff there. It is fun. It's cheap, cheap. I don't know why I said that like that. Thank you. Star Bands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network. 
Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. <laughs> 